What is up, everybody? This is Daniel Fries back with another episode of Stories of the UO. I am here today with Shaney Jorgensen. She is a junior here at the University of Oregon. And I'm really glad I have Shaney on today because for all term and even a little bit of winter term, I've been trying to get a transfer student here on the podcast. I want to hear about their experiences, about why they came to Oregon. Um, There's a lot of transfer students here, and I wanted to get that different point of view, that different unique angle. So without further ado, I have Shaney today. Um, Shaney, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Yeah, so um, I am from Orville, California. Um, I grew up um, in, yeah, I grew up in Orville, California, and um, I, I'm i the first person in my family to um, go to college. So um, through high school, um, I never really had a lot of pressure to come here. Um, my family kind of lived well below the poverty line, um, so it wasn't really like a thought um, I never had that like motivation or like that financial support. Um, so, um, yeah, I started off, I just, you know, working jobs and stuff after high school and everything and did a little bit of community college, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty much like just a normal average person. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) nothing super special. Um, yeah, the, my hometown is different um, from here. It's much hotter and dry. So there was like a lot of fires we, every year we'd deal with um, having to evacuate and stuff and then like moving back. And it was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get let's get right into it then. You said community college. That's where you came from. Yeah. What community college did you come from? When did this happen? Why did this happen? Talk me through it. Okay. So community college, um, I went into, I did go into right after high school. Um, and I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Um, I, like I said, I didn't have any family who'd like been to any like higher level school than just high school. Um, so I really went into it with just like a few of my friends and, um, yeah, I started off thinking that I was, um, going to be a psych major. Um, and I wasn't really doing so well. So I kind of just like explored a little bit, um, picked and choose like different, um, topics, I guess. Um, and not a lot of them I really did well in. And I wasn't super, I came to realize that I wasn't super serious about school. Um, and I think that was really because I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. So, um, I did struggle quite a bit, um, with like grades and stuff. And I got to the point where I felt like, um, I just, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be in school at that point. So I was like, okay, I might as well just like stop and like, just continue working, focus on working and stuff and like get the money. And then, um, later on, once I was comfortable, um, with work, I decided to dip my toes back into school. I took like maybe, I didn't take a full year, but maybe a term or two officially off of school. And I went back, um, part time. Um, and then this time when I went back, um, I started focusing on more, um, like biological stuff in school, like, um, studying biology. And that came from, um, that interest came from me working in um, a hospital. So I worked in an ER um, as um, a tech and secretary most of the time. So I got to work with a lot of like doctors and nurses and like PAs and stuff. Um, And I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that um, took place. And so it really piqued my interest um, in biology. So I thought that that's what I want to do. Everybody like said I was super nurturing and thought I'd make, you know, a great nurse or maybe provider. And I was like, uh, I don't think I'm nice enough to be a nurse (laughs) Um, or even a doctor at that. Um, 
but um, bless their souls, they really are angels. Um, I, um, yeah, yeah, I started doing the biology stuff and I wanted to incorporate a little bit of like the psychology stuff in it. And so I did. And I was like, okay, like I'm getting closer. This is more stuff that I'm really interested in, but still not really feeling the psych part. Um, and for some reason I kept telling myself like, this is what I like want to do. But, um, later down the road, it really wasn't. Um, so, uh, my partner and I, we, um, got together later on. So I was in community college for, oh my goodness, like 2013 was when I was in community college and I didn't get into the university until 2020. Oh my gosh. It's like COVID was such a blur. <laughs> I think it was like 2021. I think that I got in. No, 2020, I got admitted to the UO. So I was in community college for quite a while, just like phases of going full time and part time and, you know, those ups and downs, like doing really good, but not doing um, good at all. Um, and yeah, so towards the end of the community college, I think I finally like realized like, you know what, I'm going to stick with what I've always like been passionate about and that's um like wildlife sciences and like ecological stuff and I never before I never really thought of it as a career because I never really had anybody who was like or knew anybody who was like in those but I just knew like I always loved being out and adventuring and you know I love being with animals working with animals and stuff and you know they're not as you know mean as <laughs> human patients are you know when you're taking care of them but um but yeah <laughs> so what community college did you come from then so I went to uh, Butte Community College. Um, it's a community college in my hometown, um, kind of between uh, Chico and Orville. Um, so a lot of people who probably isn't just probably heard of Chico State. Um, so yeah, it's in that area. Um, it was a really nice community college. I did like the campus. It was um, a, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but still a reasonable um, distance to get to. Um, but really pretty campus. Um, and it wasn't as like big, I guess say is like, you know, the Lane Community College um, or here. Um, but I did end up transferring to Lane Community College when I got up here. I didn't go just straight to the university. So I've been to two community colleges. <laughs> I guess you could say I'm a double transfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister, she went to Chico State. I remember that's a really nice area. And I think Butte, like Aaron Rodgers, some significant alumni I once heard um, of yeah. went there. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, getting sidetracked there. <laughs> Besides some of the very clear differences, like you kind of mentioned size, um, what were some of the biggest differences with you being a student at Butte, you being a student at Lane, and now here being a student at University of Oregon? Oh, some really big differences. Um, differences in the size, the area, the population, like the diversity. Um, at Butte Community College, I um, there was more... There were, there were more students that were, I guess, like a little on the older side and students who were, you know, not as, you know, well off financially. Um, and I think it was more of um, a welcoming environment. And all the students that got admitted to Butte College went through all the same, like, admission processes. Um, so there wasn't really any, like, difference um, in, like, you know, their quote-unquote introductions and stuff. Um and then Lane Community College, it was different. I transferred during COVID. So I had never actually set foot on the campus until like, I think just last term um, while I was here at the university. So um, when I moved up here, like I hadn't got to see that campus. Um, the 
the systems that they used, because they didn't use Canvas, uh, Butte College used Canvas for um, their schooling. So um, going to Lane, they used a different system called Moodle, which was a little bit more, I thought it was a little bit more janky than <laughs> Canvas, but I mean, it worked. Um, and I think I had a, I had a pretty decent um, experience at LCC, and I hadn't actually talked to an advisor until I got to LCC. Um, and so that was like, yeah, quite a few years of not actually talking to an advisor and finally like talking to an advisor at LCC. So, yeah. <laughs> what were some of the biggest challenges that you had transferring, maybe besides COVID, because that was a big challenge for everybody, if you oh, did yeah, have definitely. any challenges at all? Um, big challenges were being first generation college student. Um, I never, ever imagined myself to be at a university or even think about being enrolled in a university. Um, I had, you know, no idea what to expect. Um, my partner, he, he went to Chico state, so, um, he was super supportive of it, but it was still like not much that like he could do for me, um, support wise. Cause you know, it's not my parent or anything. We're still both very financially independent. So I think when I had my, um, advising meeting with the LCC advisor, um, Ted, um, he's a really great guy. Um, hearing him say those words without, I didn't even bring it up. He just said, I think you're ready for the university. I was just kind of blown away. I never, ever thought I would hear those words in my life. And so I got really scared and he told me that he thinks I'm ready. He thinks I'm doing a good job. I'm improving. Um, and now that I kind of know what I want to do, um, he thought it'd be a great time to enroll. So I kind of enrolled last minute for the fall term. He said, it's best to enroll in fall term because, you know, that's when all like the um, fun, like campus stuff is happening and everything. You get most of the information. So I was like, OK, OK, do that. And so I like got in and I was like, OK, now what do I do? And he um, told me to apply for TRIO and I had never heard of it until, you know, talking to him. So I did that and they did. TRIO really helped with the adjustment Um to university, I they hooked me up with um, like one of their mentors, um, Lisa. She was just amazing. I absolutely love Lisa to death. She helped me so much in my first year here at the university. It was such a struggle because um, when I did the introduction, it was all online, and like as a transfer student, we don't get those like in person stuff. Um, at first, I thought it was just a COVID thing, but it, it wasn't. Like talking to transfer students now, it's like they're like, oh yeah, my introduction was online. I didn't actually get a tour of the campus and stuff. So it was like I got here and I had what do I do? Um, and I have to say like the scariest thing too was like finances, like how do loans work? What am I going to do? How am I going to pay for school? Like, do I have to pay anything out of pocket? Um, and I had Katie and trio, um, help me with a lot of that stuff. And, um, I have to say like, it was, this is super helpful. Like she helped me so much and it was, even though like I still had that help and like i was able to find support it was still scary because I had like no idea what to expect I was like she would tell me like how it worked what to expect and but I'd still I don't know that's that fear of like oh my gosh like I'm gonna have to pay like all this back and I still I, I feel like a little bit more comfortable now I'm like okay like I'm going somewhere you know I'm like in my second year now um I know like the career that I want to do I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay by the time I graduate um but yeah, I think the biggest challenge was really just like not having any idea what to do, what to expect, you know, and not knowing anybody either. Um, getting here, I didn't know anybody in my major. Um, I had like no friends. It was just me here. And I think the only I 
saving grace that I had was Lisa, and I know not a lot of transfers are able to get into Trio, so it's really, um, I, I consider myself very lucky that I was able to have that opportunity to have at least a mentor um, to kind of coach and just like be there for any advice. But yeah, it was very intimidating. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Trio because it sounds like it's been an amazing outlet for you ever since you've gotten here. Mm -hmm. And you've certainly done a lot of awesome work with it. Your email tagline, it says that you're a transfer transfer mentor through Trio. And then you had mentioned before that you do a whole lot more with Trio. Can you just give me a brief rundown of everything you do with Trio? Yeah, so um, so the transfer mentor part, that's for um, first year experience. Um, I'm also a Trio mentor as well. Um, being a TRIO mentor, um, it gives you the opportunity. So you take in students who are incoming or, you know, getting accepted into the program. Um, and it's only for students um, who are accepted into the program, unfortunately. Um, but I was able to kind of return the favor of what, like, Lisa did for me. I was able to, like, you know, pay that forward to somebody else. Um, students who were coming into school and had, like, no idea. And these were also first-gens, low-income, low financially independent, or um, you know, had some sort of documented disability and it was really good being able to like get to know these students and we like see what, like where they came from, the struggles that they're dealing with, how I could help, what I could do to help. And I, I'm pretty proud. Like they, the mentors that I had, um, were doing really great. And like, I think of them all the time. Um, and yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice just being able to like share my experiences and pay that forward. And then now um, I just heard recently that one of my mentees is also thinking of becoming a trio mentor as well. So it's just like, it makes me feel all bubbly inside. <laughs> I'm like super proud of them. <laughs> Did you at Butte College or even Lane Community College ever think in a million years that you'd be working a role, a leadership role like this that you're doing now? No, actually, I never, I never thought that I'd like get a campus job. I thought I'd always be having to like work outside jobs and really struggle to like, you know, balance that work and school schedule, which I still have to do. But um, it is a bit easier having mostly campus jobs um, to like all my bosses and coworkers are super supportive and amazing. Um, and <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I it's nice having a support system from like, you know, your source of education, like people who are there for you and kind of understand what you're going through and, you know, are there to like tell you like, hey, if this is, there's too much on your plate, you know, it's like we understand. Um, so like that's it's really nice. I never imagined that I'd have any campus jobs and I'm super grateful for them. They're probably so much better than any job I could have ever asked for yeah. aside from the ER job. <laughs> I'm curious because you keep on bringing up jobs and it sounds like you're a workaholic. You mentioned <laughs> you'd mentioned that you're first generation that you know, supporting yourself. So I'm really curious now. I want you to run me through some of these jobs that you've worked, and I want you to go back all the way to when you started community college, just all the jobs you've worked in college at this okay. point. Oh, man. All right. So um, I, my very first job, I remember, um, was working retail at a Ross in my hometown in Chico. It was a freaking nightmare, I swear. <laughs> um, there was, like, some great people that I enjoyed working with. But, oh, man, it was just, you know, people are mean. And, but at the same time, I was making, <laughs> like, maybe 11 bucks an hour. And it was, like, it was money. I was, like, okay, you know, this this works. It pays some bills. Um, start off there. And then um, I ended up leaving. And then 
I found a job working um, on a farm for a bit until I was able to like land another um, another job. Um, the farm was pretty fun, actually. I'm really hands-on, so I don't know. There was something about, like, you know, waking up at 4 a.m., driving out to the farm, and just, like, getting your hands dirty and stuff, and then, like, just that being able to go home and just f- go to sleep right away. It's kind of nice. I kind of miss those days, those early mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that paid more than the Ross job, so that was nice. Um, and then I um, worked as a housekeeper, um at one of the casinos in my hometown, um, at the Feather Falls Lodge. Um, that was probably the most chill job I've had outside of school. Um, you just being able to go into rooms, clean, kind of mind my own business and everything. Um, uh, the tips were nice. Um, so that was great. Um, the crew that I worked with was awesome. Uh, being able to go into the casino for like, you know, the buffet and stuff was great. So it was just like, I never had to like actually pack a lunch. Um, and then from there was when I got the job at the hospital. So I kind of went into housekeeping. They call it environmentalist at the hospital. Um, I went into the hospital cause it paid more. Um, so I was like, oh yes, I'm moving up the line. Each job I'm getting, I'm like, I'm paying, I'm getting paid more. I'm making more money. Okay. This is cool. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> and while this is happening, I'm still like, kind of like going to school, like just doing like a couple classes at a time. And I think around the time that I was, um, transitioning from the lodge to um the hospital i um i think that's when i took my break in school um because that was like when i was really struggling um and so i was an environmentalist in the hospital for almost a year i want to say and um i like cleaned all over the hospital i cleaned it was a really it should be on dirty jobs honestly i think that <laughs> it definitely deserves um yeah, it definitely deserves to be on one of those episodes. <laughs> um, just some of the stuff that I've seen, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, and, you know, it goes to say, like, I'm not scared to get my hands dirty. Um, but, yeah, so from there, like, I worked really hard at that job, too. Um, I love the people that I work with. I liked the fast-paced environment, always being busy, you know, just being able to, like, do something. Um, and from that job, I learned what it meant to be reliable, um, my coworkers and even my bosses, you know, were always like super happy that I was always willing to just like, you know, jump the gun and be like right on top of everything, you know, just get things done. Um, and then that's where, um, the folks in the ER saw me, um, and they kind of stole me from my environmentalist boss and was like, Hey, when there's an application open, you should, you know, apply. And I was like, okay, sounds good. I had no idea what to expect and everything, but I'm so like glad that I did and that I had people who kind of saw how hard I was working and, you know, uh, really like just wanted me, you know, without me even like asking. So that was a great feeling. Um, so yeah, that was, I think my second to last outside of school job. So that was, I was the ER, um, secretary up until I moved and, I had so much fun. Like there were like bad days, there were good days, but all around I had such a great team. Like I still like remember the names of everybody. I'm not going to list them off now because, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, it was, I really learned a lot about myself with that job. Um, I think that was like the first real support system that I had. Um, when I went back to school, everybody was super proud of me. Like they were like, Oh, like awesome. Good for you. Like, that's great. Um, but still at the same time, you know, it wasn't like my family. And stuff like, you know, 
supporting me on everything. And I knew soon I was going to be leaving these people to like come up to Oregon because I was thinking about at the time moving up here because my friend had moved up here. Um, and then the time came for me to move and it was like probably one of like the saddest days um, I'd had in a while. Um, everybody was super sad that I was leaving and I was sad that I was leaving too. And I wasn't sad that I was leaving my hometown. Um, I was actually so happy to get out of my hometown. <laughs> um, but I was definitely so sad that I was leaving, uh, that amazing group of people. Um, and then I come up here and I had really no job lined up. I was just like, you know what? Like we're doing this. I need like a change of scenery. And I moved up here and I felt this like sense of relief. Like, there's just something about the Pacific Northwest that just, like, you know, does that to people. Um, you know, and if you really, like, appreciate the Pacific Northwest, you kind of, like, know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, I just love the outdoors. I love being able to go out, go on adventures, not be sweltering, you know. Um, and just, like, seeing all, like, the wildlife and, you know, just the ecology up here is just phenomenal. Um, and I managed to get a job, finally. Um, <laughs> so I was about down to my last penny of savings. Um, and I was so excited. Um, I got a job at a, another hospital. So the hospitals were kind of like my theme at that point. Um, and which was what I thought I was going to be like stuck doing most of the time and working full time and going to school is, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, uh, I still like, I think back sometimes like on my previous jobs and be like how did I do that like why why did I why did I not get all of this done sooner and but I try not to be too hard on myself because you know I did the best of what I could with what I knew at the time um but yeah like I still had an amazing group of people that I worked with at the hospital but considering the hours it's like corporate like company that I worked at and stuff um it just wasn't it was becoming to it was getting to the point where it was kind of threatening my abilities here at school. So, um, I finally, I was able to get two jobs here and I was finally able to leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then the jobs here, oh my gosh, I started off in the office of academic advising, mm -hmm. um, getting paid and amazing group of people. Um, everybody in the OAA is just fabulous. I absolutely love them to death. Every, the OAA pathway trio F figs, um, Dina's students, they're all just amazing. Um, and then I got, yeah, the trio position, trio mentor position. Um, and at the time I was volunteering in um, a lab here on campus, the Cresco lab. I was volunteering and ended up where um, my mentor, the grad student that I was working for, had asked if I was going to be working over the summer, um, if I'd want to get paid for it. And then I was like, sure yeah like might as well this is like actually something I want to do and even of all the jobs that I have right now on campus I think the lab is something it's what I most look forward to like going into like every day every time I know I'm going to the lab I'm like yes finally um but yeah um it's just it's a really fun job it's like hands-on I'm always like doing busy stuff um and then I am doing the first year experience um mentorship so um I am specifically mentoring transfers and non-trad students who are coming into the university. So, um, it's funny, like I try not to, I have to separate transfers and non-trads sometimes just so like, cause people don't always understand that transfers are non-trads. So all transfers are non-trads, but not all non-trads are transfers. Um, and non-trads, I mean like non-traditional like students. Um, 
but yeah, so um, I mentor, um, yeah, new transfers, and it's a really fun job. I absolutely love working with the team um, that I have. Um, they're amazing, super helpful, and just kind of like what we do really, I it's really important to me, like being able to help these students and give, like, make them aware of like resources before they actually like dive into the campus life. Um, it's super important and stuff like that all of us on that team like wish we had and like now like that we know it, we want to share it and you know make this transition easier for these students you know um, especially students like me and um, yeah it just means it means so much to me um, and on top of being a part of the first year experience program, I um, am also one of the co-directors for the non-traditional student union here on campus, um, which is also super important to me. I also have a great team um, on there as well. Um, they're absolutely amazing and they always provide just amazing feedback, advice. Um, we try to like, we work together to host events and like little gatherings here on campus for students that are like us, you know, transfers, um, and like parents especially too is like also a big population i myself am not a parent but seeing how many parents that we do have like i could only imagine like <laughs> like i'm kind of crazy being like working full-time and like going to school full-time i could only imagine what it's like working full-time going to school full-time but also being a full-time parent it's insane like a parent or caregiver anybody who has a dependent it's just like that's so much time like how do you have a life so like i really like want to make things easier for students here on campus. I really want to open up these resources and make them like accessible to these students because they don't always find out. Like I'll have conversations with like students who have been here for almost a year and like they don't even know what TRIO is. And it's just like, we have to do something. And this is not just like, you know, I know like I myself can't do this, but this is um, a problem with a system that I know like it needs to be I can't say that it will ever be fixed, but it definitely needs to be improved. And there's definitely room for improvement. Like we're always improving. And if we're always improving, there's always room for improvement. And I think it's super important, especially for these students that um, they get that help and know where to find these resources to help them. Well, the bar is most definitely set high with that answer. <laughs> um, I want you to take it back a little bit to the lab because that was something, I think it's the same thing that I'm talking about here. Part of your email byline is also that you're an undergrad researcher. Is that the same thing as this lab that you're talking about? Or are we talking about two different things? I wouldn't be surprised if we are. The researcher, yeah. So that's um, the lab. So okay. um, I am doing a um, research project that um, is funded by Ducks Rise, but also under the mentorship of Cresco Lab. But I'm also like working for Cresco Lab, um, as well as um, an assistant for a grad student um, in that lab. So um, I'm, I have access to like a lot of different things. I love working with um, the organisms that we have in there. Uh, the Daphnia Lab is what we call it. Um, if anybody like knows what a Daphnia is, it's like a little water flea, but much cuter than an actual flea. Um, and yeah, so I've learned so much in that lab and um, being able to have a mentor who like a grad student who's like experienced and can give me advice on like academics and, you know, advice on like potential grad school and everything and help kind of like educate me and guide me is really nice. Um, and even if like, even if I was still volunteering, like it's such a good opportunity and I really wish that 
um, opportunities like this were more like accessible to other students here on campus. Um, finding research opportunities here on campus is such a struggle for a lot of students. And for most students, it's usually opened up to those traditional students who are like coming in fresh out of high school and who have, you know, a bit more money um, than us who can actually afford to like be able to like volunteer um, when some of us can't. Yeah, that's definitely some tremendous hands-on experience, that lab mm -hmm. that you're talking about there. I am wondering if you know, you don't have to know, but hypothetically, let's say, what would your dream plans be, let's say, post-grad and then maybe in 10 years? Because you've talked about definitely a lot of different things. It sounds like you have many <laughs> different passions. So I'm just curious to now know where you see yourself in the future. Um, I definitely... I don't know specifically, but I definitely see myself um, heavily involved in um, ecology, um, definitely like wildlife biology, um, maybe some marine bio. Um, but yeah, I'm very, um, I have a strong interest in ecology and evolution. And I think being in this lab really has made me realize that. And, um, you know, being able to talk to all these like faculty and like grad students that are in this lab and like what they know, like their experiences and stuff has really like helped me kind of realize like, oh, like this is actually like, you know, what I'm interested in. And um, yeah, it's kind of really nice to have that like kind of confirmed because um, I've always been fascinated by science um, ever since I was a little kid. My mom <laughs> actually has a little uh, picture frame of me in her room. Uh, it's like this little newspaper clipping from my elementary school that I went to. I don't know why they had, it was in an, I don't know if it was a school newspaper or like <laughs> a town, it is a, some newspaper. And um, there's a picture of me and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm like smiling and I'm like super happy about something. Um, they caught me while I was in the middle of doing something. I think I was holding a paper up. But they didn't get, they did, I think it was like an art piece and they didn't, they didn't bother to get that part in the picture. But um, yeah, it was like a little description of me, um, like talking about who I was, what I like to do. And it just said that I, um, I really enjoyed, you know, being around animals, riding my horses and had a strong interest in science. Hmm. And so it was just like being able to go back home and like see that on my mom's wall. And I'm just like, this is where I belong. I'm really glad that I'm in this lab and, you know, this is where I should be. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a full circle moment, definitely. Yeah. My <laughs> my last question for you, I want you to give me a 30-second to 45-second maybe sales pitch for why um, any high school senior should at least consider going the junior college, community college route. It's cheaper. <laughs> um, and honestly, I think uh, the populations, um, there are – so much diverse and I think it's great for you know the younger generations to have that sort of experience being able to like get experience with like these diverse populations um because everybody there is different I mean everybody here too is different but there's m a bigger difference um at the community colleges than there is here um we're more like hidden gems here than <laughs> we're at the community college um but yeah, I think it's super important to be like, you know, get involved, like ask your neighbor, you know, it's like it can be intimidating. Sometimes um, you have like an older student who's in your class, who, like maybe looks like the teacher and everything, you know, but they're just like you. They're they're going to school for the same thing. If they're in the same class as you, it's very likely that they have similar interests as you. Um, so I think it's super important kind of, you know, just to get to know 
your neighbor and see like what you can do like to help and like support each other because we're all students here. Yeah, I guess I would actually add one more question and going off that, what advice would you give to anyone then who's transferring or thinking about transferring, especially from, let's just say, a small area, small school like you are from to a big university like Oregon? Um, advice I would say would be get connected and learn about imposter syndrome. Um, I don't think, you know, it's talked about enough. Um, imposter syndrome is like a real thing. It was funny when I first came here, I thought it, I laughed at it cause I was like, Oh, that's kind of cute. You know, it's an interesting name, but I really felt it. Um, and I think being able to know like what that was and kind of understand it, um, really helped. And just like, you know, you have, when you're a transfer student, um, like no matter the age, like you come into a university from a community college and it's, you feel out of place, um, for sure. And like one of the biggest things you can do is really like reach out to somebody and connect, talk to your teachers or advisors, you know, those advisors really are there to like help you and like just do some research, like do some digging, like find resources here on campus, you know, unfortunately, like they're not always just going to come to you. They're not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Um, it's an unfortunate reality, but you know, you have to do some digging. Yeah, that's some insightful, some very powerful advice. Thank you so much for taking the time here today, Shani. Um, I really appreciate it, and I think a lot of our viewers can learn a lot from what you had to say. So um, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the sun, and have a great rest of your term. Thank you.